0: Okay, we're doing now Thursday's portion of Precious Boy. This is, to put this in timing, this is right before the tenth and final plague of the killing of the firstborn. After all, the other nine, the Jews know they're on their way out, and Moses has just received this very long prophecy from God concerning many, many details of the Paschal Sacrifice. So now, Moses, in verse 21, chapter 12, Moses calls all the elders of Israel and says to them, draw forth and take for yourself one of the flock from your families and slaughter for the Pesach offering. So Rashi explains why does it say draw forth and take? Drawing forth is someone who has his own flocks already, so he just draws from there a sheep. Take is for someone that has to not have his own flocks, so and therefore he goes to the market to take, to buy a sacrifice. says, for your families, because as we explained yesterday, that the sheep were bought per family unit, meaning each person was only supposed to eat a very small amount and we really didn't want leftovers, anything left over had to be burnt. So therefore we had to arrange it beforehand, calculating roughly how many portions we're gonna get out of the sheep. You can't eat less than the amount, but it was a very small amount, and you can't eat more. So it wasn't like they weren't each having like a steak here. The kazai, the noun. So we did this in family groupings, and it could be, well, if one family was very large and the sheep are small, you might have a few sheep, or you might have a few families. But it was in family units per sheep. You should take a bundle of azo, which Rashi explains is a type of herb that has stalks, and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and touch the lintel and the two doorposts with some of the blood that is in the basin, and as for you, you shall not leave any man from the entrance of his house until morning. So, Rashi says, a bundle, a bundle means at least three of these roots are called a bundle. In the basin, the basin here means a type of utensil. But Then the verse repeats it twice, some of the blood that's in the basin. So why does the verse repeat this phrase about in the basin, in the basin twice? Rashi says, because we here we're dipping these herbs, these stalks in blood. And we're putting three applications on each side of the doorpost and across the top, the lintel. So a person could think I dip it in the blood once and smear it three times. So no, it says in the, base of the basin twice that before each dipping you again reinsert the roots in the basin. And don't go outside your house all night. Why? Because the force of destruction is going to be out that night. That's going to be the night of the final plague, the plague of the killing of the firstborn. Once we have destruction out, anyone can get that. There's no distinguishing righteous and evil. And therefore, stay inside that you can't be under its control. God will pass through to smite Egypt and he'll see the blood that is on the lintel on the two doorposts and God will skip over the entrance and he will not permit the destroyer to enter your homes to smite. So this word, upasach, which is actually where we get the name for the holiday, Pesach, means to skip over and means to have mercy and both are happening here. God is having mercy and therefore skipping over the homes and not allowing the force of destruction to come. He will not allow, he will, literally, the word in Hebrew is He will not give. Barashi explains He will not give, meaning He will not give permission, He will not give the ability for the force of destruction to destroy the Jews in their homes. You shall observe the manner of the decree you for yourself and for your children forever. It will be that when you will come to the land that God will give you, as He has spoken to you, you shall observe this service. So, this, Rosh explains, this verse is making this commandment contingent on coming to the land. Meaning, the Jews were in the, in the desert 40 years. During the entire 40 years, they did not have the obligation to offer the Pesach sacrifice, the Pesach offering, except for one year, meaning the second year, a year after they entered the desert. And in that second year in the wilderness, God told them that year specifically, uniquely, offer the Passover offering which was the first anniversary of their exodus from Egypt. But all the other years, they didn't, because the commandment applies when you enter the land. As he has spoken, well, where did God tell the children of Israel he's bringing them to the land? Because he already said that <clears throat> much earlier when Moses spoke to them, that God said he's going to bring you to this land. And it shall be when your children will say to you, <clears throat> what is this service to you? This is If you remember in the Haggadah, in the Seder, you have the four sons, and each of the four sons says something. So this is one of the things. This is the simple son. What's the service to you? And you shall say, it's a Pesach feast offering to God, who skipped over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians, but he saved their households. And the people bowed and prostrated themselves. So Rashi explains, they were bowing because they just received three amazing things. They received the word of their impending redemption. It was happening very imminently, in about two weeks, actually. They were now promised they're going to get to Israel. And they promised that they're going to have these children. So they just got three amazing promises in one shot. So they bowed to God in, in appreciation. And the last verse for today, And the children of Israel went and did as God commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. The question is, what do you mean? They couldn't have done this. This was said on the first day of Nisan, two weeks before the offering and ten days before when they were supposed to take the sheep. They're supposed to take it unusually only in Passover. In Egypt, they actually had to take the sheep on a certain day on the tenth, as versus in all future years when you've taken any day you want, as long as you have it before Passover. But here they had to have it four days in advance. But that's still ten days away. So they didn't do it now. So I would say they did. But since they took it upon themselves that they were committed to carrying out these commandments, God considers it as if they already did it. And they went and they did. Now, why does the verse say, and they went and they did? Because that's how God views our good acts. Not just the doing of it, but the going to do a good act is part of the good act. As God commanded Moses and Aaron, the one explanation of this is, this is praising the Jews that they didn't omit anything from all the commandments of Moses and Aaron. Moses just got, and Aaron just got a lot of commandments from God about the Passover offering that was Wednesday's Fomish portion. <laughs> and it repeats again so they did, seemingly extra, the last words of the verse. Rashi says to tell us that also Moses and Aaron did everything they were commanded, even though they might think we're, we're exempt from doing this because we're so busy doing everything else that God needs us to do right now. And if you're doing one commandment, you're exempt from another. No. They weren't looking for exemptions, so they did as well.